Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, including Steven Universe, Gravity Falls, Ruby, and Rick and Morty. I am your main host, Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Melanie Moyer. Hello. Hey, Mel. Hello. <laughs> ready ready for another Pixar uh, discussion podcast here? Oh, always. Do you think we're going to go through everyone, just uh, us two? Um, depends. Probably we dep- might be the only people who care enough about. <laughs> I think other people care about. There Pixar, might be one or two that. Yeah, we'll okay. We'll we'll see how these how these go. So this is a Wally retrospective podcast, and if you see retrospective in the title, that just means it's not a current movie. Um, we're probably going to treat it mostly the same, except it's going to be lesser review probably and more discussion. Uh, whereas when we talked about Inside Out, it was like discussing the quality and whether you should go see it. Everyone's already seen Wally, right? So we're not going to be as concerned with that um and yeah this is in our period of podcasts before we get back to those shows i listed in the beginning before they have new episodes again so we're going to be talking about maybe about more old movies and stuff until we get there and hopefully go through the entire pixar catalog at at some point in addition to the studio ghibli catalog that's kind of the plan uh so wally um it's been it came out in 2008 which seems absurd wow that was uh yeah, that was seven years ago. Um, directed by Andrew Stanton. I the, the crazy thing about it coming out seven years ago is I remember highly anticipating this movie. I remember the trailers, and like I guess I was fourteen then. I don't know. That's very, yeah. That was freshman year of high school. That's very odd. That that it's been it's that very long. odd that Dylan was fourteen. That it's been that long. You know, I don't <laughs> know. Uh, so. Wally, I guess Wally for me personally meant a lot when it came out, and I had a pretty big reaction to it. And I haven't seen it in quite a while, and so we both just rewatched it. How was when was this your first time since watching it? Um, it was a while when it when I first got it on like when it came out on DVD or Blu-ray or what have you. I I watched it like religiously, like constantly, like that was my movie for a long time. It's definitely been over a year though since this last time that i just watched it now it was it's it's been it's been quite a while <laughs> over a year that's a <laughs> yeah big, no but it's been seven years since it came out <clears throat> well no i mean a year since i last watched it. i know but that means you've seen it recently kind yes, of kind that's of, good yeah. okay um so i think wally has an interesting place in pixar's legacy it, it's a lot of people view it as pixar's best film you see it as number one on a lot of lists um it's also potentially the last um, great Pixar movie, depending on where you view this. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe up because uh, that was after this one. Um, I have unpopular opinions about up, but that's ooh, that's we'll, for something else. Maybe so. we'll talk about that when we get to that one. Uh, but yeah, Wally, I think is now. It's interesting because at the time, I, I kind of thought it was like a new age Pixar movie. Um, is the animation was incredible. Um, the animation I still still holds up really well. Um, yeah, it's like I don't like. I think going from like something like a Bug's Life to Wally, which I guess is a similar period from Wally to now, uh, like that's a huge difference. Whereas Wally to now, I don't think is a big difference in animation quality. I don't. No. Think, I don't think we've moved significantly beyond Wally's quality. No. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess let's let's get into it. What did you think of Wally now? What did you think of Wally when it came out? How has your opinion changed? How is it not? Stuff like that. Uh, when it came out, it was definitely a surprise. Um, just because 
I didn't expect it. People always make that joke about Pixar movies. They're like, oh, what if bugs had feelings? What if toys had feelings? What if robots had feelings? Um, and now with Inside Out, it's what if feelings had feelings. But um, it was just very surprising. And it's not that I didn't expect it to be good because it's Pixar. And at that time, Pixar really didn't have, could, could really do no wrong. Um, but just the amount of what was going on in there, I think, was was particularly surprising um now i still love it a lot i think it's got some of the best characterizations of any pixar film um and even with the sort of how it gets to at the end with the sort of um psa i still think it it holds up really well as a film yeah i think i think in terms of holds up this could be this could have came out this year i think it may be like animation quality production quality um, but also in terms of storytelling, message, uh, themes, they're all still re- very relevant today. Maybe even more relevant now, you know, mm-hmm. which probably is something that you would have said two years ago. It's just going to continue. I mean, it's an environment and stuff, right? So it's always going to yeah. come. Go yeah. Ahead. And I think that's what's interesting about it is because there's two facets to the movie you can look at. It's once the environmental stuff that it's talking about there. And then it's also the sort of quote unquote, like human drama going on amongst uh, you know, the various robots and Eve and, and Wally. So, and I think those things play together very well. And I think both of them are lasting very well. Yeah. And I also, I think it, I really, I, maybe even more so than environmentalism, the big take home for me is like, I don't, I don't know if this is a word, corporationism, um, just basically. Capitalism? Uh, yeah. Something like that. The evilness of big corporations, really. I think that's what the movie's kind of about, but, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, now that, uh, you know, Pixar's owned by Disney and stuff. Uh, one of the biggest <laughs> corporations on the planet. Uh, yeah, for me, Wally when it came out was the greatest thing ever. Um, probably when it came out was like my favorite movie of, ever of all time, along with a few Miyazaki movies. And I would still say this is uh, probably my first time rewatching it in years. I probably seen it once or twice after it was out, but not in a while. To me, it, it held up well in all aspects it's still the best pixar movie for me it's still one of the best movies i've ever seen um a lot of people like certain parts of it but not others i genuinely like all of it um comparing it to something like inside out which we just watched and which came just came out the characterization in this just seems so much better it's it's so much deeper uh to me the plot seems uh better less forced um it follows a like it certainly gets into like a narrative arc that is not completely unexpected, but is certainly not the same narrative arc in Inside Out, which we see in almost every movie recently. Uh, like the journey to get back to somewhere, um, Wally kind of has this uh, insidious uh, like lurking behind the the uh, background villain, and it's not that that's incredibly original, but. At least to me, it works better. Uh, the romance between Wally and Eve, that's something that meant a lot to me when I first watched it. Um, I was much more into romance stuff in, in high school, I would say. That was maybe one of the most typical. important. <laughs> yeah, well, typical probably girl, but for me too. Uh, is It was, that was, pro- the romance plotlines were some of the most important and like meaningful to me. And so this movie was just insane. Like in terms of, it has like the, the incredible characterization it does yeah. it focuses on romance it um focuses on like robots which are uh technology something meaningful to me too and now it doesn't mean as much uh the romance between wally and eve uh but i still think it was it's still very well done um i mean in terms of practicality the thing that um 
I noticed more watching this one is that I was trying to figure out like the logic behind the robots having personality, which is probably dumb, but I've seen a lot of artificial intelligence movies lately. And that's a big interest of mine. And it's like, okay, does Wally have an artificial intelligence to all these random robots? Um, the answer is, I don't think you should think about that because it doesn't really make sense, but it's the future. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, 2700 right then i mean at this point in time though they have there there's been developments in ai where they've shown that ai technologies can learn things so I yeah it's certainly I don't think not, it's not it's, possible it's it, just, well we're talking like wally like having a personality you know that's that's he's, not he's had a lot of not something we have with now. his with his crib. right well that's the thing wally <laughs> is wally is 2100's technology in the movie he's not even mm-hmm. 20 so it doesn't really make sense that it, that he would just get an artificial intelligence from existing for 600 years. Uh, but, you know, obviously, again, we're not supposed to think about these things. How does Inside Out make any sense? How does any of these movies make any sense? I don't know. Um, that's what, I think that's what's great about... Uh, we are just... Last podcast, we just talked about when Marnie was there. And that... Uh, we talk, I won't spoil it, but it has... Um, it has a, uh, like, logical leaps that were not established in the beginning of the movie. But the difference with Pixar movies is uh, is that the fantasy elements are just there from the beginning. They're well-established when the, within the mythology of the movie. So, like, Wally just being, like, a person is not something that's unbelievable because we see it from the second one of the movie, right? Yeah. Um, so it, And so, like, subsequently, Eve, um, having personality... But, but all of the other Eve droids not, and all of the other ones, like, well, we don't really see the other ones, but it also makes sense given the establishment of the mythology. Um, specifics of Wally, I guess, the, there's like, there's two phases to Wally. There's the first 20 minutes, half an hour, in typical fix, Pixar fashion, we have the beginning and then the rest of it, like, up. Um, and then there's the stuff in outer space a lot of the opinion i hear a lot is that the beginning 20 30 minutes which are almost silent are brilliant and then once they get into space it's um not as good but still maybe okay um yeah i mean i i i guess maybe it's the inclusion of the humans that maybe takes you out of it a little bit because the beginning is so powerful with wally just sort of roaming around um and just looking at his world and and then you sort of get into these very, I don't like to use the word cartoony, but a lot of the people on the ship, that's how they're portrayed. So I feel like it maybe dumbs itself down a little bit in that regard in terms of like animation style and tone. It still ends up being a very important story when you realize what's being said by um, this cruise ship in space. But I can see where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the beginning of the movie is certainly brilliant. Uh, it's it's a I think it's a feat of storytelling, really, um, mm-hmm. just with almost no dialogue and one character. What you can establish about the world, the world building they do, along with um, the characterization of Wally, and certainly some of it is blatant, like they just have screens pop up with exposition. But I think it's integrated well enough that it really works. Yeah, uh, but the, there are I, some scenes of action in there too. I think. It's minimal, but yeah, and and to me, like, yes, we 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 focus less on Wally's character, and then it kind of becomes one note um, when we get to space on um, Wally's love for Eve. Uh, but what the the thing that interests me about the space parts, and I think those parts, I disagree with like the 
what a lot of people say that those aren't as good. I think they're also incredible. And I think that um, those focus more on the chart, the progression of like the state of humanity and um, humans and earth. And I find all of that incredibly well done and just very fascinating look at like the human characters are cartoony and stuff, but they're also just like very not important. They're on screen so for so little. And it's really interesting focusing on these robots instead of the humans and how we learn about um, the future of humanity from from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just I just the progressive storytelling of uh, by and large um, space evacuation, stuff like that, I think it's just so well done. Um, I also just love how it becomes how it's like the villain is um, like Otto, right? But at the same time, the villain's not Otto. This villain is just something that happens that's a result of um, humanity and by and large's bad decisions um, with from our glimpses of past Earth. Yeah, which is is quite which is I don't know profound. It's interesting. Um, it's a scathing commentary of capitalism and corporations and their role in the the world. I think. It's just so very telling that it's not the governments of the world doing everything. It's just this one company. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's I, it's kind of fascinating how this movie gets made, right? With that kind of story, it's I mean, it's yeah, it's hidden, but at the same time, um, I think I think Disney owns Pixar again by two thousand eight. Yeah, Disney owned Pixar. They owned them in the beginning, then they didn't. And then own they them, didn't, own them. and then they did again. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think by two thousand eight they did own them again. Yeah, they did. Yes. Uh, well, we'll I want to say Wally was one of the early ones of them owning them again. So, like you know, Disney making this movie is is interesting. Yeah. Um, personally, I this is something I, I feel <laughs> the evilness of corporations, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's quite an interesting message. It's not, and it's almost not even environmentalism. Like, yeah, it is. Like, yeah, you have to pick up, like, pick up your trash, you know. But it's almost just the direction yeah. of humanity under under yeah. different. Uh, yeah, environmentalism, I think, is more of a side effect of the corporation than yeah. I think that's than anything else. Yeah, that's what I would say. Which is interesting because I do think people take away a lot the environmentalist message while ignoring the the corporation message which is behind it because it, it is sort of like played up for comedy and it is sort of in the background but it's also the root cause of the environmental issues and then even auto who was programmed by humans and just acting on what his programming was so i i think that's interesting yeah it's hard not to see the message as we see fred willard as uh the by and large CEO throughout the movie, and he's he's not in, he's not inherently unsympathetic, right? He you kind of relate for him. You can tell he's going through what everyone else is going to, to through as well. Um, but like at the same time, it's just very clear that everything is his fault. Yeah, <laughs> that's just very clearly what the movie is saying, and it's 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 interesting seeing seeing this um, relatable. Even though we he's on screen maybe a minute total, you know, mm-hmm. it's I feel I feel like he's kind of interestingly characterized in his own way. It's also interesting that he's the only uh, live-action human. <laughs> he's a live-action human within this. Uh, yeah, that's that was an interesting choice. Somehow it works. Yeah. I don't really know how, but it, 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 I think it does. Uh, I think it also helps the message, too, that the one live-action human was the uh, sort of corporate bigwig. Yeah. I think it wouldn't have been as, as profound if it was an animated character. <clears throat> yeah, and and... So those that those are really meaningful to me. Just the, and I know when this movie released, uh, Pixar also had a lot of like uh, internet promotional material with by and large, like they had a website and they had stuff like that. 
which is pretty cool for 2008, I guess. But yeah. um, I just think the the narrative elements of by and large uh, throughout the movie are excellent, like in, so well integrated, so well done. Um, let's talk Eve, I guess. We haven't really talked Eve much. Um, she's a Mac computer. She's very, yeah, she's very kind of clearly a Mac. Uh, it's, it's, it's a little, it's interesting that she also has a personality given that she's, um, like this high tech new robot, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, what do you think of Eve? Do you think she's a good character? Yeah, I'd say that her personality, I mean, it was definitely there a little bit in the beginning, but I think it was sort of evolved with her interactions with Wally, more so that she was this random robot of this line of robots that happened to have a personality. Um, because when she first showed up, she scanned him, she went away, like, I, you know, went about her business to try and find um, plant life. So I think she's, because I feel like Wally's kind of a static character. I think um, she's the one with the arc out of the two of them, which is interesting. Um, yeah, Wally kind of just uh, Wally's arc is more of just her developing him developing this relationship with Eve, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas Eve is like caring about Wally and caring about things that aren't her directive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she does. I think the movie is trying to say that she like kind of gains humanity through Wally. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's trying to say Wally's gained humanity through being on Earth for so long and, and transfers it to the people he interacts with on the ship who've kind of just lost the sense of themselves. Yeah. Yeah, which is why it's interesting because he is such a good character. And there's very like it's very difficult, I think, in writing to create these sort of very well-done static characters whose job it is to be static and to not really arc. Um, the most famous example is um, Atticus Finch in To Kill a Mockingbird. But I think... Pixar does it great with Wally because you watch just how much not even like it's Eve, it's the that couple on the ship, it's the captain, just the way he sort of brings a, a humanity to these different characters, and they're the ones changing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we can talk about the captain. I think he was very well done as well, mm-hmm. um, voiced by Jeff Garland. Uh, it's a pretty simple character, a pretty simple arc, opens his eyes, discovers things about Earth, wants to go back to Earth, you know but very sympathetic kind of shows this movie is very down on humans and humanity. And I guess the captain is kind of the main bright point for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he's in, it's yeah, again, I think I said this already, but it's interesting how all of our viewpoints throughout this are done. Things like humanity is saved through Wally and Eve rather than, and also the captain too, but rather than like the actual humans we see there. Um, what do you think of the... So I mentioned it in the beginning. What do you think of what ends up being the main narrative of this? I think Pixar movies often begin with an interesting concept um, and then have an interesting beginning. And then once we have to get into... And then it's like, oh, we have to make a movie now. We have to have a narrative. And you can speak to this much better than I can. But here's how I, I'll like try to introduce it. Uh, there's clearly a sub, like a group of movies, I think, from Pixar that have an interesting concept, a beginning, and then they have to do something. And when they do something, it's not as original as the concept in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Up is the clearest example of this. Um, but I think it's the same thing for Wally, and I think it's the same thing for Inside Out. Um, co- interesting concepts, interesting beginnings, maybe even, 
I don't remember as well, but uh, maybe even things like Ratatouille, I'm not even, sure. Yeah, no, like what essentially what ends up happening in terms of narrative uh, narrative arcs in film, and this is something we talked about in my screenplay class, is that films aren't concepts. Films are never about concepts. Films are about something else. Like the, the example we used is if you've seen The Social Network, The Social Network isn't about a guy trying to... Uh, it isn't about the guy, a guy making Facebook. It's about a guy trying to get back together with his girlfriend. And the result is Facebook. So what goes on here is the concept is the, there's a, a lonely robot, the only moving thing on the planet. But the movie isn't about the environmentalism or the robot or, or um, this sort of evilness of corporations. It's, it, goes, it becomes a love story. Like, that's what the movie's about. And that's the same thing with something like Toy Story, the interesting concept of uh, toys come to life, but it's a buddy comedy with uh, Inside Out. It's um, interesting concept about looking inside someone's head, but the story is a coming of age story. It's that's what happens in generally most most films will will follow a similar pattern where you've got this interesting concept, but at the end of the day, the narrative ends up becoming or has to become um, something familiar like that, some known story arc. So. Yeah, so I guess for for Wally, what the movie is actually about, kind of, you say it's a it's about a love story, and I think that's true because mm-hmm. Wally has a lot going on, right? So it's the this love story arc throughout the entire thing, which might be in the DNA of the movie. Um, I could see that being there. It's kind of set up from the very beginning, um, but then the other thing is this whole take humanity back to Earth thing and the mutiny on the ship, right? So that's mm-hmm. that ends up being that's like the literal plot of the movie. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah. So how how well do you think each of those were executed? I think they're executed well, especially because they're executed on top of each other, and it could have easily been a mess or just very confusing as to what you want to pay attention to, but I think they sort of crisscrossed and overlapped just so well, and I think the credit for that goes to just Wally's character and the way he's integrated into every one of these pieces of the story um, that end up coming together at the very end uh yeah i agree i think they work i don't i don't on their own neither one is maybe inherently that strong especially the mutiny in the ship arc it's not inherently interesting what's going on with um auto and the captain we don't know them very long um but i think what's maybe more interesting and maybe the element that kind of ties them together and gives them both meaning is the fate of humanity which i kind of talked about before as we learn more about the past uh of the past of this post-apocalyptic world for humanity and um, what's going on with them, what the future of humanity holds. Uh, I really think that gives meaning to the Wally and Eve romance as they're giving humanity kind of and how they're saving humanity and how um, the same thing's kind of going on with the captain uh, opposing Otto. Yeah. And that's interesting with Eve and Wally because there was this quote um, way back in the day um, from Walt Disney about the Mickey Mouse cartoons and how what he he said um, when people laugh at Mickey Mouse, it's because he's so human. And I think that's sort of the element here that's tying all these things together and making them interesting is that you are finding humanity in odd places, I guess, because um, you've got robots, you've got space, you've got people that kind of forgot what humanity on Earth was like, and it's it's ends up being i guess that kind of story i don't know if there's a specific uh trope name for it but it's <laughs> yeah 
it's the discovering humanity aspects that normally you find in just one character. So it's interesting to see it playing in an entire world. Yeah, and kind of we're talking about how humanity is like Wally like gains humanity through interactions on Earth, and that's kind of lit- actually literally stated through his watching the Hello Dolly mm-hmm. uh, tape. Uh, that's kind of I guess it's not that subtle, right? <laughs> he's no. he's learning about humans from watching that tape, right? And he wants to feel that for himself. Uh-huh. And then Eve kind of has that same element, um, and it's kind of like how past humanity before this uh, post-apocalyptic environmental disaster is restored um, via learning about humanity pre-post-apocalyptic um, with the with Hello Dolly tape while his interactions with items throughout the world, and then even the captain looking stuff up about the Earth um, through the computer on uh, in the spaceship, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting formalizing these themes, because I don't think I necessarily, like, inherently uh, understand them. Just Or not inherently understand, I don't think I inherently, like, put them into words through watching the movie. Yeah. And it's it's interesting to see how stratified they end up being when you sort of pick it apart and then how connected they end up being by the end. Because yeah. again, this is it's just there's so much going on in it and it's executed so well that you don't even notice that there's so much going on in it. Yeah, it's kind of there's yeah, there's a lot of narrative arcs that we've just mentioned all of them like tying interweaving throughout. It's also just they're also just relatively simple things too. Mm-hmm. Which I think is maybe a positive of the movie that it keeps <clears throat> everything so simple. Um, random thing to talk about is how these robots are portrayed gender-wise, because I think that's relevant. We kind of talked yeah. about that uh, with the yeah. Inside Out podcast. Um, the robots are very gendered, I would say. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. I think Eve more so than Wally, right? Yeah, Eve is just very clearly female, and she's even called she. Uh, which yeah. I don't is I don't know is if Wally has ever called him. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess the assumption is yes because he's so clearly coded as being male. But... Yeah, I think he's coded as being male and he's like voiced by a man. But uh, I think it would make sense from a logical perspective to call all the robots she. But like, it wouldn't make sense to call some she and some he. Like, why would you do yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so maybe I, maybe it maintains some semblance of sense by only referring to Eve as she and yeah. not getting into Wally's gender. What do you think of just genderifying the robots? Um, that's something I was thinking about when I was watching it. Um, so I'm glad you brought it up. I, I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it because I think it's it's both good and bad. I think it does serve a fairly good narrative purpose, but at the same time, I think that they were very clearly gendering one as female and sort of coding a bunch of them as male wasn't that great because these are things that don't necessarily need a gender. Um, and it would have been very complex, but it also would have been interesting to see these the same story play out if they hadn't been gendered at all and it was just sort of a they situation. Um, but I, I have good and bad feelings about about that. Yeah, so I think narratively, um, they do this to try to uh, have us sympathize with the empathize with the robots earlier. Yeah, easier, mm-hmm. right? And it's easier to empathize with this. Um, this is just very typical movie. Um, this male, um, just 
fine. It's very boy female. meets girl. Yeah, um, it really is. Yeah. And like on one hand, okay, while Eve is a female character, it's kind of progressive. She's obviously the stronger one, obviously the more advanced model and stuff like that. And like that's all good and stuff. But Wally's the one we care about. He's the main character and he's a male. So it's typical Pixar in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say from a narrative perspective, it's helpful. From a social perspective, it's extremely heteronormative. Um, yes. Yeah. Here you have. <laughs> yeah. Here you have two robots that are not male or female, and we're making them male and female, and they're falling in love, so they have to be male and female because that's the only way romances work, right? So it's it's frustrating on that level. Um, like why? Like specifically, the chances of one being male and one being female, and then them also being male and female in this configuration is like twenty five percent, given the probabilities. So it's this exact, <laughs> it's this exact configuration. Or the Punnett squares. Yeah, dude, the Punnett squares. This oh is God. this exact configuration of the main character's male, uh, the love interest is female, and they're not the same gender, yeah. right? So, yeah, and if you look at it in world, um, sort of in the universe, it's I guess you could say, you could. This is not intended at all, but you could look at it as a sort of commentary on the people that made them. The fact that they felt the need to sort of. This is not a word. Binarize. Bina- make make them binary. Yeah. Make them binary. I was we need. I was hoping there was a word for that, but whole sentence. Make them binary in that in that regard. Um, but I think that's also a commentary on Pixar itself and sort of the nature of filmmaking, um, where we have to gender the robots to make their love story something that people will care about. Apparently. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it, ma- it doesn't make sense if you're going to try to explain it in world because, like, I was talking about the art with the artificial intelligence. Yeah, yeah, it really, yeah. it really doesn't work. But uh, so you kind of so I, I think the, uh, a lot of people would like they're listening to us talk about this, and people who the people who get actively upset over mentions of social progress, you know, those idiots, right? Uh, they're, they're listening to us say this, and then they're saying, "Oh, it, it's the people create them like that, right?" That's going to be the they're like, obviously that's true, but no, that makes no sense. They can't have these artificial intelligence anyway. So you have to give that, given that we can make the robot like Wally who can and act like that, and who has personality, then we're going to make him male too. Eve is the one that would maybe make more sense making female. I don't know. I mean, you could make the argument that sort of Wally's male-esque qualities came from watching Michael Crawford in Hello, Dolly. Oh, I like this. Um, Wally um, takes on the gender characteristics of a male because he consumes um the media and um items of a male world a male dominated mm-hmm. world yeah because he keeps watching that same dancing over and over again which yeah. is all dudes so i like that um and doesn't explain the other possibly coded robots but <laughs> <laughs> yeah true well the other robots make less sense um yeah the one who cleans has a personality the uh, uh, one hairdresser one too is well, I guess that makes sense too. Why they the hairdresser one seems the hairdressing robot actually just seems like a robot. I don't think that robot has a personality. She's it's got a female voice. Female though, voice, but it just repeats the same thing over and over, right? Yeah, so. I guess it's just stereotypical hairdresser. Yeah, robot. which is what they're going for. That one I could see being created. Um, yeah, but yeah. So, but at the same time, okay, Wally, we're gonna now we're going off the theme of Wally gets um, assigns himself a male gender because of consuming stuff throughout the world but then that's also seen kind of as a good thing by the movie because Wally's such a force of good mm-hmm. so you know still don't love that in terms of social progress overall but no. uh it's not i don't know on one it's it's these are sec incredibly not only secondaries are like tertiary things that come to mind when 
when talking about this movie. It is, but it is also interesting because that is one thing I was thinking about a lot while watching it again. Um, yeah, I mean these things. Today. These things are going to stick when you're watching for like the fourth or fifth time, right? As opposed to the first yeah. time. Especially but, what is it like seven years later? Seven or years later. Yeah. yeah. Where this is out, out, which is now this has become a much bigger topic than I think it was in 2008 as well. This is the idea of looking at gender and how we should maybe rearrange the way we think about it. Yeah. And I think you could argue that this movie is, uh, enforces heteronormative, heteronormative norms. What's, how would you phrase that? Um, Um, I I don't know. (laughs) I think it's just for it reinforces heteronormativity because ultimately the representation of humanity gained by the robots is the straight romance um, and the the human romance is also are, hetero, yeah. heterosexual as well. Yeah, the, uh, although it's you know like barely a thing, but it is barely a thing. But still, I feel there. like if someone if you take that lens and look at the yeah. film, it it becomes a lot more. Yeah, but like yeah, even more than that though. Like it's the ultimate thing we get is that Wally and Eve gaining dating the past humanity. Like we're talking about is what ultimately saves uh, saves the current humanity. And it's, mm-hmm. and then it's saying that the past humanity is the one that's good and is saving the current humanity, and the past humanity is the heteronormative humanity. So uh, ultimately, that one is the good one. Yeah, yeah. You could have easily actually made a very interesting argument by not by uh, having the sort of new humanity be a little less heteronormative or binary. Yeah, I guess though. I guess it's just generally nothing, though, right? Is why. Yeah, the there's point. there's essentially. I don't think the only change that comes back when they like return to Earth is oh, we have to clean up the planet. Like I don't think anything within humanity besides that, like socially or and otherwise, changes. So it's kind of static in that way, where it's old humanity comes to rescue. Yeah. The unfortunate newer humanity. Um, one change being exercise more and clean up the planet yeah i mean also the fact that it seems like there's no close interpersonal relationships on the ship like like john and what sarah i don't even i don't know her name yeah they're uh they're ro- burgeoning romance it seems like something that is completely new in the context of uh, living on the ship yeah which begs the question how are these babies formed you know but um, that's you actually don't think, we're that, not supposed to think about that's this. actually a very big question if they're just in their hover chairs the entire time, right? Yeah, no, it may make sense if they have a, a DNA um, robotic process. I think oh, that would make sense. It's like actually. the Matrix. It's the Matrix is Wally. Is that what we're saying? Well, in a in another life, <laughs> similar concept of creating humans, but I don't think that's we're getting we're getting into deep deep world questioning it's mary not sarah by the way oh okay there you go um john is easy to remember because voiced by john ratzenberger so Mm -hmm. that was they worked really hard on that name i can tell john (laughs) you're gonna be john he's gonna be john but like they should i think that makes sense for them to be really common names though because they're like yeah non-important thing people who are just representative of anyone um other uh Yes. Uh, well, I don't know if it's... A, while we're on the topic of mm-hmm. these sort of slightly problematic things, I also think it's unfortunate as well that despite that this is supposed to be a ship that's holding all of humanity, our two main... Our three main human characters are all white. Yeah, true. And clearly American. Um, 
Yeah. I think it would have been interesting to look at different cultures. I mean, I guess it's sort of like when you look at the stuff actually on the ship, like the by and large milkshakes, like that's interesting because it's clearly like corporate America and that's the way they sort of would have tailored their lives. So I guess that makes sense in that regard that they would be sort of American, but I I don't I think it wouldn't have been that difficult to uh make one of them not white. Or yeah, all of them. it's the American thing, I mean, now you have to get into what is, is by and large an American corporation is the ship, an American ship, but it doesn't seem like there are national boundaries when the world ends. It seems like it's more of just a mm-hmm. by and large um, controlling things, right? Uh, so I don't, yeah, the, the non-white thing though is um, the, they're all white, it can't be explained with uh, where the ship is from, right? It's, that's a bad, right? Yeah, that's, uh, what, what's the is white non-white wouldn't be included in heteronormative but what, i assume there would be an, a, a more overarching term to include that as well yeah i don't know what that is at the, i don't know what the head. word for that is but white straight male yeah that's that all yeah. of these things are reinforced <laughs> by this movie um yeah. we'll come back to this in a second when we talk about overall thoughts but getting into some more specific narrative elements i really like maybe just one more we'll see is the use of music throughout um uh, the Hello Dolly song. Is the song Hello Dolly or is the movie Hello Dolly? The movie is Hello Dolly. Do you know what the song is? Um, it's it's in the chorus. It's uh, put put on your so, su- put yeah, on your Sunday I, clothes. I believe that's the okay. name of the song. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have it. I have the Wikipedia article up. I'm cheating. Um, so yeah, the the use of that throughout the movie I think is incredibly well done. Um, and it works really well, especially in the beginning. It playing um with silence. Uh throughout the rest of the sequence it's very mm-hmm. striking and they use it again but one of my favorite scenes throughout this um back on in space is um wally and eve outside of the ship uh with the prope- wally with the like fire extinguisher and mm. eve propelling herself the sort of quote-unquote dance scene yeah the dance scene and the track on the soundtrack is called define dancing because um, from what the captain says that scene is just uh, a I think that's a classic scene. No, I, 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 I would say that's my favorite scene out of the entire movie, just visually, musically. Yeah. Like, it's just so, so well done. It's, yeah, it's so memorable. And and that poor robot that gets trapped outside. <laughs> yeah, rip. But uh, it's, I, I love that. And I love the soundtrack during that. I love the rest of the soundtrack, too. But, and then the last one would be the, the, uh, down to earth uh the peter gabriel song during the credits i've long loved that song um and it's just great and the credit sequence is really good too just artistically depicting the post um human humanity back to earth uh uh type activities going on Mm -hmm. i just love all of that yeah um any other memorable scenes or elements um they have, I guess the ending with Wally and Eve, um, that meant less, much less to me now than I remember it meaning. Uh, Where she, they have their little static. The spark. And also the entire time I was thinking how the mechanics of how that would work rather than being invested in the <laughs> romance because Eve changed his like uh, CPU. So how is he possibly the same person? His wow. His coding is different. I don't understand. <laughs> Meanwhile, meanwhile, that, that's what I was thinking during that, rather than being invested in the romance. Nice. Um, so that's current Dylan. That, that's that's, that's, that's post college Dylan. That's, that's the I current guess. state of my my person. Okay. Um, yeah. So we talked about the beginning. We talked about um, 
Yeah, it's uh, one thing that st- stuck out to me was how seamlessly integrated the climax of the movie was, I guess. Uh, the fight with the captain and Otto and during that um, Wally and Eve trying to get the plant back. I didn't recognize that that was the like I didn't necessarily remember what the climax was because that's not as important to the movie as other movies. Um, and I didn't even recognize this as the high point until it was like almost over. So mm-hmm. I think that I think that's a good thing because I think a lot of times like this is important. This is the big moment. Kind of sticks out too much in yeah in movies. But I mean, yeah, and there is a basic formula in sort of screenwriting by thirty pages, some something's supposed to happen by ninety pages, something else is supposed to happen. And I think in a lot of films, it's very obvious. And even in Wally, it's easy to track. But I do think that the climax was weaved very well with the ninety-minute plot point, mm-hmm. as it is called. Um, so yeah, I, I basically just wasn't thinking about the main arc really. I was yeah. thinking about other things because as then that's probably a result of that's so much stuff we talked about going on. Yeah. Other any other things specific? Um. No, I think that's it. Okay. So like, oh, okay. So overall, what do you think of this movie now? Better or worse than before? What types of things are you? Um, I still really, really like it a lot. Obviously, I don't watch it once a week like I used to. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think it holds up extremely well. Uh, I think seven years later, it's still one of the best Pixar films. Um, and I think it's it's just it's a, it, it's still a very relevant film, um, even with some maybe problematic uh, issues. But yeah, it's nifty. <laughs> nifty. Yeah. So this was, as I mentioned, my favorite, one of my favorite movies ever when I when it came out. And I still expected to really like it, and I did, and it's still my favorite Pixar movie. Um, like I said, though, this, these uh, Wally Eve romance elements uh, are less meaningful to me now. I was surprised by how other parts of the movie were more meaningful to me now. That's, I think, what got me. Like, Is it still your favorite, though, even with that sort of shift in... Yeah, and I think that's it is uh, because of the, um, the corporations and... Um, the humanity uh, kind of themes that I noticed more this watch. Like, those meant more to me this time. And I think it's kind of the mark of a great movie where you can watch it at different times in your life and, it meets, and it's still incredibly meaningful to you, although through different elements of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, that, I don't know, maybe I even think higher of it now. Um, it's, I'm less likely to say it's the best movie ever. I honestly would have said that, like, when it came out. Um, I'm very, I'm much more likely than anyone else to say an animated movie is the best movie ever. Um, hey, my favorite movie of all time is an animated movie. What would that be? It's Beauty and the Beast. Interesting. Oh, we could talk about that one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I don't even remember. Like, I mean, I've seen it, but it's been like so long. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if we're going to talk about Disney, but non Pixar movies. I assume we will. Uh, yeah. So. I don't know. I would still. I would. I, w- I would recommend rewatching Wally. I think it's an interesting one. to See how you relate to it. A lot of people would still. Would still say that the stuff on the on the spaceship is not as interesting, and would say the movie is like gr- good but not great or something because of it. And maybe I don't know. Some of the stuff we discuss makes it more interesting. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, I still think this is the best Pixar movie. I still think it's up there of my favorite movies of all time. And I think it's going to, unlike, I'm more confident that Wally will hold up than some other ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, my second Pixar movie is Ratatouille, and I'm interested to see what I think of it when we, we watch it. Quite like Ratatouille as well. And those are both from this era. I really hope Pixar can get back to this consistency it had around 
2001 to 2008, 2008 with. That might have been in between the uh, the Disney buy, though. Uh, yeah. I mean, which I don't is... I don't know if it matters that much. I mean, Cars was in there, but other than Cars, which I, I don't think Cars. I have is... not seen any of the Cars movies. Interesting. I don't think uh, the original Cars. I don't think it's bad at all. I think it's maybe even quite good, but not up to the level of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Any other Wally thoughts? Um. No, I think I'm good. You're good. Yeah. Which one? Which Pixar movie do you want to do now, next? Um. I mean, I really like The Incredibles, but I don't think there's too much to say on it. I don't know. Um, it's been because a while. I don't because I don't think it has as much going on in terms of sort of stratified plot elements and what the narrative's trying to say. Well, I don't think we're going I don't think we're going to get this type of discussion out of maybe any no. other one. I don't know. I'm just thinking it's 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 a fun movie. Um if someone else wants to do it, then I'm down if you want to watch it, but that's I mean, just because that's my favorite Pixar cool. movie. Well, yeah, no, I I definitely <laughs> want to go through all of these at some point. Yeah. I have yeah, I mean, I mean Finding Nemo is relevant at this point now, considering Finding Dory's coming Yeah, out. so I'll definitely do it before Finding Dory and stuff. Uh, well, we could try to do all 15 up to the premiere of The Good Dinosaur in November, so we'll see. I don't know. Finding Dory is the next one after The Good Dinosaur. Interesting. No one is more excited for it than Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> she was very excited. I think she, she personally that. funded the entire <laughs> film. She might have, yeah. I'm very interested to see if that movie is good because that is Andrew Stanton as well. I mean, Andrew Stanton's Wally, Andrew Stanton's uh, Finding Nemo. So, yeah. I, I mean, kind of one of the, I would say the biggest contributor, um, and we'll wrap up in a second, but the biggest, one of the biggest contributors to Pixar's decline here from about, I mean, 2011 to 2015, right? I think it's the fact that they had their best directors go on to. Disney took them and did, made them do live act. Not made them. I think they wanted to, but Andrew Stan and Pete Doctor both did. Uh, is it Pete Doctor or was it um, Brad Bird? Brad Bird and Andrew Stan both did live action movies. Yeah. So, taking, which is why Incredibles Two has forever been in uh, production hell. Yeah, but it actually it's, it it seems like that's actually going to be Brad Bird's next movie now. Yeah. Which is very exciting. People love Incredibles. I love The Incredibles. I, I, I don't know. If I have I, nothing yeah. bad to say about The Incredibles. For the I, I don't think I would have either. I think it means less to me than some of these other ones, but it's yeah. in my top five, you know, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's good to see, and yeah, Andrew Stan and Brad Bird both back making new films. Yeah. I'm skeptical. I mean, I would prefer Andrew Stan to do an original one, but Finding Dory is also exciting. Obviously, that movie. I think it's just our age bracket specifically that Finding Nemo means everything to. Oh, yeah, because that's that. I remember seeing Finding Nemo in theaters when I was a youngling. And I mean, that's the same thing with the third Toy Story movie and then Monsters University is that they're definitely gunning for specific age brackets. Yeah. Um, And Toy Story might have been like. More, more mean, might be more meaningful to like a slightly older than us group. Yeah, because that that we were very young when those that were, came out in ninety three, I think. Yeah, for context, we're twenty two. So there was there yeah. was uh, yeah, that was that that came out in ninety Toy Story in ninety five. So ninety five, we were not slightly old before that. time to digest that film. But. Yeah, but I would say Finding Nemo, Monsters Inc. are are like those are months for me. Monsters Inc. was my most like childhood significant movie i'd say mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i just remember i remember going to see it. i was about i think it was nine when it came out yeah 2001 something like i don't that. know math math yeah and then finding Nemo's the next one after it so that general time period yeah I, I i i foresee a renaissance for pixar starting with inside out 
I think it's a good sign. I mean, it was Pete Docter is the one who didn't move on to live action. Their incredible director. So mm-hmm. yeah, he was Monsters Inc. And then Heat It Up and then Inside Out. That's pretty. Yeah. Good. That's a pretty good track record, I would say. Yeah. Okay, we've rambled enough. <laughs> Let's say uh, I'm Dylan Heisen. She's Melanie Moyer. Um, where can we find more of your stuff, Mel? Uh, Twitter at Melmoy, Tumblr the Melmoy because Dylan has my. I, I, yeah, I'm holding it hostage. <laughs> yeah. So. And what about your two. what about your articles? Oh, I write some articles. Some of them um, might be relevant to you guys. There's one for Inside Out at Blackprint.com. That's B L V C K P R I N T dot com. Cool. Look for my name. I'm Dylan underscore OVA on Twitter and Dylan OVA one word on Tumblr. And you can find all of the social media links to this podcast and our links at overlyanimated.com. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Any closing thoughts? Mm, nope. Oh, yeah. I'm, nope. I would say rewatch. <laughs> I would say rewatch Wally. Re-watch I, I was interested to see the different perspective now as opposed to uh, a while ago. If anyone's listening, do they want to tell us what Pixar movie we should do? Yeah, you Possibly. can also comment. I mean, we're going to do all of them, I think, at some point. But you can comment which ones we should do next. Uh, send us an email or ask. You can find all those links on OverlyAnimated.com. Uh, thanks, guys. Bye. We need Adios. to figure out an ending. But... Yeah, we do. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>